Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day of the week, seven days a week. And it's to keep us in God's word and thereby help us to be strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also keeps us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. You know people in your life, don't you, who need to change their focus? Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help turn a life around, turn a life to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them for sure. But you know, it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end, not quite there yet, but coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, asking the question, is let your heart be your guide, is that a safe line of advice to give people who are facing a life-altering decision in their lives? Or just follow your heart, is that a good line of advice to somebody facing some big decision in their life, and that decision may have to do with all kinds of different matters. It may have to do with health. It may have to do with a job situation. It may have to do with finances. It may have to do with a relationship. Maybe even between a husband and wife may have to do with making a decision to get a divorce or not, or to cheat on their spouse or not. Is it safe to say? Is it good? Is it wise to say, well, just follow your heart? Or what does your heart say? The same thing is meant by let your conscience be your guide. Or what are your feelings telling you? It's all the same thing. It's a basic fundamental mindset. Your heart. How have you conditioned your heart? Let your heart be your guide. Follow your heart. What does your heart say? Well, that, that's only a good line of advice. If you know that person has conditioned their heart by God's word. Remember again, and we've looked at as a basic fundamental text in this particular study, and, and this line of thought and, and reasoning from Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10. And Ezra gives us a great example here. Verse 10 says, for Ezra had prepared his heart. I'm not sure a whole lot of people really think about, in a focused way, preparing their heart. But Ezra prepared his heart. How, had, how did he prepare his heart? To seek the law of the Lord. He wanted to learn God's teachings, God's way for his life. And not just for his life, for everybody's life. So Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. In other words, to live by it obediently. And to teach statutes and ordinances to Israel. And to teach others the law of the Lord. Or God's ways, God's teachings. Now sometimes we teach people God's teachings by example by living by God's teachings before them consistently. 
But Ezra was also going to be openly teaching people. And we ought to be reaching out to people with the truth of God's word, encouraging them in whatever way we can, trying to lead them to come to God through Jesus Christ, because therein is their salvation and eternal life. If we want to really change their lives for the good, we need to be trying to influence them openly to come to God through Jesus. Have you prepared your heart to follow God's law, God's teachings? Are you living by those teachings? Well, we noted that Timothy covers both ends of the spectrum. Timothy, in chapter 1 and verse 5, talks about a pure heart, a pure heart. Let's read that. Verse 5, 1 Timothy chapter 1. For now for the purpose of the command now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and from sincere faith. And then we also noted in verse 19 of that same first chapter having faith and a good conscience which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck Now, again, how do we condition our faith? How do we condition our heart? How do we condition our conscience? We learn God's word, and we understand it, and we make the proper applications to our lives. In other words, we live by those teachings. That's what Ezra did, and that's a great example for us. It's in God's word there for a purpose, to teach us, to teach us. Now, Timothy then, he looks at the other, I'm sorry, Paul then looks at the other end of the spectrum. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, let's go back to verse 1. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. In other words, they will so have abused their conscience that it will have no more feeling when they do wrong, when they are unfaithful to God. Hmm. Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. You see, we condition our heart, we condition our conscience based upon how we act, how we live, the things we do, the choices we make. Now, there are times when we may make a mistake. We do the wrong thing. And God has instilled within us a conscience to help us understand, I messed up there. Our conscience kicks in. It's kind of like a regulator or a governor that warns us, no, no, you just did the wrong thing. And so it's a feeling but it's from the heart, and we recognize, I did wrong there. I violated my conscience. I violated my heart 
And so then we repent and we seek God's forgiveness. And that's proper. But when we keep doing wrong, we keep violating our heart, we keep violating our conscience, what we're reading here is that we can get to the point where we have no more conscience. There's no more feeling. Our heart now is, has so developed in such a negative direction that we do all kinds of evil things, all kinds of wicked, sinful things, and we have no, no remorse about it. Now those things come from the heart. That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, or chapter 15, rather, and verses 17 through 20. From the heart proceed all kinds of evil. So when we're thinking, I'm just going to tell him, I'm just going to tell her, follow your heart. Let your heart be your guide. I better know what their heart, how their heart has been conditioned. Or maybe when we are personally making a decision, coming to a conclusion in our life, and we say, you know, I'm just going to follow my heart. Well, is your heart conditioned on God's word? Is your heart conditioned by God's teachings? Have you been living in such a way that living by the teachings of God's word is just a natural for you? Or have you violated your conscience? We look at Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14. And some people might wonder, well, how, how can I change my life? How can, I, how can I recondition my conscience? What can I do to make things right? In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal uh, who, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Interesting question, isn't it? You see, God has given us his word to change our lives, to change our heart, to purge our conscience. The word of God is powerful. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the apostle Paul wrote, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the word of God, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. As we get into God's word, as we study it, as we understand it, as we believe it, and as we diligently and consistently put it into practice in the way that we live our lives, we will recondition our heart. We will purge our conscience through obedience to God through Jesus Christ. Ultimately being baptized into Jesus so that the blood he shed on the cross for us can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Oh, our heart will be changed. Our conscience will be purged. We will be forgiven. We will begin a new life in Christ. 
then we can let our heart direct us because we will be focused from our heart in living by God's ways. We'll finish up next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the way to change our life for good, to have a good conscience, to have a pure heart through the blood of Jesus Christ, and then by living by your teachings consistently for the rest of our lives. Help us to be a great example of this to everybody around us and to your glory, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.